Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Best Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, we're going to touch on an uh, update on Kyler Murray and his contract. Uh, a lot of been, people have been talking about this clause he has in there. Uh, update on uh, Brittany Griner and the situation there in Russia. Um, I'm not a big golf person, but I want to talk about the Live Tour. Um, it's made a lot of headlines recently, and I've just kind of avoided talking about it, but... Uh, we'll check in on that. Uh, we'll talk about Shohei Otani, um, some baseball news, um, some more NBA news, and we'll touch on some NBA subjects as well. Uh, first, yeah, I wanted to kind of follow up on my last episode about Kyler Murray. Um, I said that I wouldn't have given him that massive contract extension, especially how he had performed in the playoffs and um, hasn't really had a good second half of the season yet in his uh, short career. Uh, but there was a part of it that um, that got leaked by uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, uh, saying that the Cardinals are are mandating uh, four hours a week of uh, study time for film, and uh, for Kyler Murray to study film four years four four years uh, four hours a week, which is that's minimal. That's not even an hour a day. Uh, to study film for the next opponent and so basically said that he's always playing video games and and you can't have uh, another screen with uh, like tv show or or another game on but he has to focus on the uh, nfl playbook and for the uh, for the opponent that's coming up in in that following week which i don't know i i'm just if i'm an arizona cardinal fan i don't like this at all um, it's embarrassing if I'm Kyler Murray because it shows that I don't have strong work ethic and uh, the issues that people have been talking about, they could be true when it comes to leadership and uh, preparedness as the quarterback. Because I, I want my quarterback who's just crazy about football, uh, Tom Brady, constantly studying the playbook more than four hours a week, I guarantee you. Four hours a week is like less than the minimum. They should be studying at least an hour a day, two hours a day, like like, this is your main job. Like, what are you doing, right? And or I want them like Peyton Manning, who they're just fanatical about learning the defenses and, and prepping for the next week's opponent. Like, if you don't have that, if you're not doing that, you're not going to be successful in the NFL as a quarterback. And you can't rely on talent alone. You know, we've seen guys in the past, Jamarcus Russell, where they gave him tapes and there was nothing on them. And they asked him, hey, what plays do you want to run? And he said, all of them. We could run all of them today, but there was nothing on the tapes. There was other other uh, teammates who 
not to Jamarcus Russell, I forget what quarterback this was, but they put a $100 bill in the playbook and gave him a playbook to see if uh, he opened it because he would mention something about the $100, but there was nothing mentioned. Uh, so there's been there's been ways that um, quarterbacks get tested to see if they op- open the playbook, but this shows that Kyler Murray is still mature. Um, he he thinks that he's made it already. You know, he was a pro bowler, right? But, you know, the second time around when a team, especially in the division, plays him, they kind of figure him out. And then teams late in the season, they figured out Cliff Kingsbury's offense. They figured out uh, Kyler Murray. And their offense was just inept at that point, right? So uh, if I'm a teammate of Kyler Murray, this bothers me. Because I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm not making that much money. And I'm here studying all the time, watching film getting ready for the next opponent. But our quarterback, who now makes, what was it, $250 million or something, now he has to have mandated study time because he's not prepared or not you know, watching film as much as he should. That would bother me. I, w- I wouldn't want to be on that team. Um, and so it also, uh, it's embarrassing for the Arizona Cardinals. So it's like, shouldn't you just be able to tell your, your star quarterback, hey, let's get in the film room. Let's watch some, let's break down some tape. Like, I don't, I just, I don't, I just don't understand why he would have to mandate it. And why was it leaked? Like, are they challenging him? Like, hey, this is what kind of guy Kyler Murray is, and this is why we've had issues. They're putting the blame on him instead of Cliff Kingsbury. I think it's both, but it seems like it's more Kyler Murray now if he can't even study for four hours a week. Um, so, I am i don't know. I, that's just not good. <laughs> um, not a good look for a quarterback, especially a young quarterback like that. And then especially the one who, you know, kind of, as I said last week, he has, you know, some... Uh, maturity issues and some leadership issues where he blames he blames his teammates and he doesn't take ownership for it for a lot of things that uh, that happens with that offense um, you know if it's a bad pass or something he'll blame his 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 receiver so um, I don't I don't like that that even got leaked um, it's embarrassing for Kyler Murray for sure and also the Arizona Cardinals they can't uh, and then they're bringing in all these veterans. So how are the veterans supposed to act? Like, how is J.J. Watt supposed to react to that? Uh, even DeAndre Hopkins, who's already been there, and A.J. Green. Like, all these guys are like, oh, okay. Are, like, we're over here trying to get a championship, and we thought Kyler Murray could take us there, but he can't even study four hours a week. Like, I, that's less than minimum. So if I was a veteran or on the team, I would be upset, uh, be embarrassed. But um, it's a big year for him. He has to produce... Uh, has to go deep in the playoffs for to validate that contract. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson uh, still hasn't received a new contract extension, uh, but he showed up to the Baltimore Ravens facility immediately after hearing the news about Kyler Murray. Um, so I think they're going to let him play it out just because you know he's played four playoff games, has had four bad games. He hasn't produced well in the playoffs. Uh, last year, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, but that was because he got injured and he missed what, four or five games. So um, I think the Ravens are going to let him play out, play it out this next year. And then um, if he makes a deep run, then, you know, he'll make more money. But he's basically going to have to bet on himself. Uh, update on, uh, let's see, Debo Samuel, D, uh, DK Metcalf. They are not holding out. They're more considered hold-ins. They're at 49ers camp and... Um, and, and Seahawks camp, but they're not participating or practicing or anything. They're just there, and they're not going to practice until they get a contract extension. So uh, it's more of a hold in instead of a hold out. Uh, but I've been on the record saying 
I think Debo Samuel is going to get a new contract. I don't think uh, DK is going to get a, a new contract with the the Seahawks because you know there's so many un- there's so much uncertainty with the uh, with the future of of Seattle with their quarterback. I think they have Drew Locke right now, and you know they're definitely and then Chris Carson just retired, so they're not the same team that they were before. Um, and I, I guess DK is their best player. Uh, they still have Jamal Adams. Um, they, I think they just need to clean house, get rid of those contracts. Uh, let's see what else. And then, so there was an update on Brittany Griner. Um, so if you've been following the, the news about Brittany Griner, um, so this was before, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, like right before she had been playing, uh, basketball in Russia, you know, for a while, uh, a lot of, uh, WNBA players do that because they make more money in Russia than they do in the United States. Uh, but I guess when she was, she was going through the airport. She had some uh, some hash oil, a little vape with some hash oil, and uh, then the invasion started. And then they they found it on her and arrested her. But apparently, there's a bunch of rumors that now that she doesn't have it, and then now she has a prescription for it. But even if she does have a, does have a prescription for it, the the laws are different in Russia. Like, just don't trust what's going on in Russia, like ever, right? In any other country you go to, don't. Don't act like the the same rules apply, right? Um, but then there's rumors that they planted it on her, and so I don't know what the situation was is. But if she did actually have it on her, uh, stick to what I said was like you, you got to know that the, the the laws are different in in different uh, countries, and you have to be extra careful when you're overseas. Um, but so she's been wrongfully detained this whole time, and apparently uh, Russian officials are just holding her as you know a political uh token there and uh we have offered a trade though uh we're trading victor bout if you've seen the movie lord of war uh he's an arms dealer he was uh portrayed by nicholas cage in that movie that was a good movie um but he's been in in our custody for how long was that since 2008 or 2009 something like that he's been in u.s custody for a long time and now uh we offered a trade to let's do an exchange uh, Victor Bout for Brittany Griner and another uh, American who was also uh, in prison in Russia. Um, so we'll see, because that's who Russia's been trying to get freed, Victor Bout. They've been trying to get him freed for many years now. And and now this is a perfect opportunity for them to do that. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, if you know, you're in a different country, you just have to be careful, because uh, now she's wrongfully detained, but then now U.S. officials, government officials are saying... Telling people to not telling NBA players and WNBA players to not be as outspoken uh, about Brittany Griner because then they'll think that she's um, a bigger uh, person and then they'll want to keep her or want to keep her for more. You know, it's kind of just the negotiation times right now. But um, but yeah, you know, because it's not relatable at all. But I'm just saying, like this part where where you, you you're from another country, you go to another country, and you're expecting the same stuff, like. I work at a, you know, at an eye care place and we get people from Norway or from Europe, you know, uh, the, all the Nordic countries and they come in and, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to go there. And then they come in and then they're just like the worst people. They're just so mean because like, oh, I want to get contacts. I'm like, well, you don't have a prescription. Like, well, over, over here in, in Norway, I'm like, well, we're not in Norway. I'm like, if you want contacts like over the counter, like you're at Walgreens and you go in and you just say, hey this is my prescription. You could just go there and they tell you your prescription and then be like, okay, here you go. Like here you can't. Okay. I'm like, you need a prescription from a doctor. 
especially the state of California, it's illegal. I'm like, I could get fired, lady, if I give you contacts just off the shelf like that. And like, I don't understand. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, seriously, like, if you want to do that, you can go back home. Like, you can't visit another country and expect the same thing. Like, oh, well, in Poland, we do this. I'm like, does it look like we're in Poland? Like, no, we're not in Poland, dude. I'm like, I'm not going to go over there and then demand the same stuff that I get here in the United States. I expect it to be different. Like, what what is your expectation? That you're you're traveling from Poland. You're going to go somewhere else that's exactly like Poland. That doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I, I got to get off my soapbox. Is that, it's like every day someone comes like that. And I'm just, I just I get so upset. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm going to try to explain to him. Like, this is how we do it here. I know you can go over there. We could read the prescription off your glasses and make them there. But here you, I'm like, I need to show, I need your doctor's name. I need to show that it's current, that it's not expired. And then I need, uh, I need the, the doctor's address because I have to input that information. Because if there's a lawsuit or something and they want to bring you into court or bring the doctor into court and that information's wrong, I could get fired. I could get, I could get sent to prison actually. I could get in some serious trouble for that because I'm, I'm lying on like medical records where I'm falsifying uh, medical documents, like, that's illegal. Um, so, yeah, you know, when you go to another country, just, uh, you know, be careful and don't carry stuff that that they think, because for Brittany Griner, they consider having uh, hash oil in a pen, they consider that drug trafficking. Like, they're that extreme. If you have something small, they're like, oh, yeah, drug trafficking. Here you go, 30 years of prison in Russian prison, you know. So, um, yeah. And then uh, I want to talk about the Live Tour. You know, the Live Tour is uh, has been the headlines for a while. It's like a Saudi-backed. Uh, I think they have six hundred and thirty billion dollars backed into this um, this golf. Uh, it's like it's not a tournament, so it's not a traditional tournament. They just like they just play. I think like six times. It's like a tour. They play six times a year. Like they just played in Portland, uh, but they have all the big names. You know, they have. Um, they have Patrick Reed, um, who else? They have Phil Mickelson, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, you know they have all the big names except like Tiger Woods. Uh, they don't have Rory McIlroy. But I guess uh, Live Tour is offering people massive amounts of money, and um, it's clearly just about the money. But you know there's another aspect to it. There's a moral aspect to it because you know you're taking money from people who are, you know, the same kind of people who were involved in 9/11 which I get, I understand, you know, some frustrations. Like I personally wouldn't, wouldn't take anything, but I, it makes sense if you're a golfer who you haven't won anything or like, you know, you're at the end of your career and then someone's offers you like, Hey, here's, you know, here's $10 million and you're going to play five times a year. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like most people would take it. Um, I think either way, you know, either way you look at it, like, sure. It's, you know, it's blood money. It's, um, it's, it's not, it's not morally right probably but you know there's a lot of things in our in our culture today that you know where money comes from it, it might come from somewhere that's immorally wrong or um you know it comes from a bad place most of the time right so i don't i don't know i don't think the golfers are the right people to uh to take a political stance or to you know speak out against it like i mean i don't know i don't want to listen to golfers talk about it right I, I would want someone in a higher position of power to talk about it um, and to speak out against it. I think uh, Tiger Woods was a good one to do it. Uh, he was saying that uh, those golfers turn their back on golf and turn their back on America, you know, which makes sense. But because, um, you know, they're they're getting they're trying to get Charles Barkley. I think they're going to offer Charles Barkley 
like $40, $50 million to, to be the broadcasting uh, guy for it. But if he is a broadcasting person for it, he can't work in TNT. So that would be like the end of TNT because TNT has been quiet about it. Um, they haven't really talked to him about his contract or anything because he has two years left. So I would hate to see uh, Charles Barkley go. But uh, the Live Tour, every every day it's like the Live Tour, they add – they had another big name golfer for you know a large amounts of money, uh, and then they're at their last tour in Portland. Those videos leaked like they have big private jets and and there's a bunch of people in there. They're just like it's like a nightclub in the air. Um, so the the amenities are nice and um, it seems like a good time, and they're just getting paid a lot. But it's like it's not real golf though. It's like you know they're just hanging out and they're just playing. It's a like shotgun to start. They don't have teams or anything like that, and you can't be part of the the PGA Tour. You know, the PGA Tour is is kicking these golfers out because of this, but uh, we'll see. It might be bigger, but um, you know, it kind of made me think. You know, is there any other Saudi-backed sports that you know that can do this? Like, if they started their own NFL, like, what if they put money into the XFL or the USFL? I I don't know if they would be able to pay uh, like Patrick Mahomes or like Josh Allen. Like would they be able to play? Oh, here's here's a hundred million dollars to play for this season alone, and then if you play another season, we'll give you two hundred million dollars. Like, would they say yes or no to it? Like, if you get some star players like that, like you can probably form like a quick league. But NFL might be harder because uh, golf, you just get one person and like, okay, yeah, we're playing golf, and you could get like five, and it kind of grows. But for for football, you need each team needs twenty two players at least. But if you want subs, you gotta have forty four. So that that might be harder. You could probably do it with a basketball league with some guys who are playing like overseas who used to play in college or you know were kind of in the NBA, but I don't think you could get a, a big NBA star like that because that'd be kind of difficult. So golf seems like the best sport for them to do that, but um, I don't know. They might they might try to do some other stuff uh, in the future, but uh, but yeah, that's the live tour. If you haven't really read up read up about it or anything, but it's been in the the headlines for like the past month now. There's some baseball news. Uh, so Mike Trout was injured. He's injured again. Um, his body seems to be breaking down because now he has some, apparently he has some rare back injury. Um, it's like you have to get injections where it's where the joint is, where the rib meets up with the spine. Um, but apparently, according to the trainer, that it, this is like a, a rare back injury where he's going to have to manage it, you know, for until the end of his career. And um, so it could potentially shorten his career, which he's now 30 years old. Um, you know, he's kind of he's taking a dip offensively. Uh, but that's very concerning, um, especially for the Angels. And now there's a bunch of trade rumors about Shohei Otani, who I think he's 27, 28, which, you know, they'll get a lot in return. I don't expect them to trade Shohei Otani this year, but I mean, I've talked about the Angels all the time because it just doesn't make sense to me. They have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Uh, they signed Anthony Rendon, and then you know they've had massive contracts in the past that have just failed. Um, they had Joe Madden, who won the World Series in 2016 with the Chicago Cubs, and they can, just can't make the playoffs and they can't stay healthy. Um, Shohei Otani, like you know, he's just amazing what he's doing on the mound, pitching, and then what he's doing, you know, offensively behind the uh, behind the plate it's just it's great um but he's just doing it with the angels i don't want to see him with the angels anymore i want to see him in a major market um not the not the met uh not the yankees maybe the mets um you know i'd love to see him with the giants i don't want to see him with the dodgers 
just I don't know, just a different team where he can play big games, you know, in the playoffs. And uh, I want to see him in the World Series. He's, he's baseball's best star. You know, he's uh, just what he's doing is just, you know, you, don't, you haven't seen that since Babe Ruth. You know, he's doing Ruthian type stuff in the game today. And um, like he, if he was just a pitcher alone, he's an all-star. If he's a batter alone, he's an all-star. He could be a Hall of Famer in both categories, but he does them both w- really well. Like he's a Hall of Famer in both aspects, which is just amazing. Uh, but his he's just wasting his career away with the Los Angeles Angels. Um, haven't heard any update on on Juan Soto, but they said that the uh, the Padres are interested in him, and now the Cardinals, and that's gonna get that's gonna get the largest return in MLB history because he's 22 years old. Uh, meanwhile, Shohei Otani could fetch a 500 million dollar contract if he plays out his contract with um, uh, with the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, some basketball news: uh, Draymond Green is expecting to get a max contract, or he wants a max contract uh, this offseason. Uh, and apparently the Golden State Warriors will not be giving him that uh, max contract. Because they also, they still have to pay Andrew Wiggins, which, you know, talks haven't started yet, but they, they expect to get a deal done before the season. Uh, Jordan Poole, he needs a rookie contract extension, and they expect to get that done uh, before the deadline, the rookie Contract extension, uh, August 18th is the deadline, so they, they're they looking to do it before then. Um, but yeah, the war, like the Warriors have to give them another $100 million contract. That's not a max for them, but, you know, give them, give them like, match up the contract or, you know, give them a 25% bump. But, um, I mean, he he's, like, the glue to that team, but you can't you can't give a guy, you know, a max contract. Like, like I don't think that, like, the, the Jazz should have given uh, Rudy Gobert a max contract just because the way that he played the game, uh, even though Draymond does a lot more than Rudy Gobert. Um, I'm just, I'm just not giving uh, Draymond green a $200 million contract. Um, and then there was some other news. Uh, the Boston Celtics um, appear to be front runners for the, the KD sweepstakes. And, you know, which is, I, I mentioned it briefly, you know, in the beginning when the trade was first announced, like would Boston actually do that? You know, because they have a lot of good young pieces. You know, they have some draft picks they could trade. You know, you could trade Derek White. You could trade. They'd probably trade uh, Jalen Brown, who's mentioned in these trade talks. And, um, but the Cel- no, the Celtics, uh, the Nets would want Marcus Smart in return, right? But the the Celtics don't want to give up Marcus Smart, so that's where talks kind of stalled. But you know, they wanted a they wanted to send a package surrounding uh, Jalen Brown. You know who. Jalen Brown was the best player in the NBA Finals for the Boston Celtics. He made the best decisions. You know, he was, um, I felt like he played more with the flow of the game. Jason Tatum seemed like he was pressing too much. He was shooting too quick in the uh, in the shot clock. You know, first five seconds, he's taking a shot. Um, Jalen Brown seemed more prepared. He was better defensively uh, in the NBA Finals. Uh, but if you're going to take the playoffs part of it, like the first couple rounds, uh, Jason Tatum was a better player. But, um, you know, if, if they do trade for for Kevin Durant, that opens a window for him because they're there, they're they're set defensively. And if you add Kevin Durant there, and if he can stay healthy for the year, you know he's good for, you know they they can make the finals for a couple of years. Because right now, I think the way that this this Boston Celtics team is constructed, I know that they're they're the favorites. Uh, I think they're the co-favorites to win the championship, um, the Warriors and the Celtics, but. If Chris Middleton was healthy during that during that series, that second round series, like the Bucks win that series easy because 
Giannis alone almost got them to a game seven without Chris Middleton. You know, he had he didn't have a great uh, game six. I think he had only had 21 points and 12 rebounds. But if he exploded for 35 and 15, like they win that series, they win that game, they go to game seven. And, and in game seven, that could have gone either way. Right. Um, so I think if they run it back with the same guys and uh, the Bucks are fully healthy, I think the Bucks are still the best team in the East. And this next year, fully healthy, Chris Milton comes back. I think they make the NBA Finals. You know, because you saw the Celtics, they had uh, Malcolm Brogdon, but, uh, you know, he's been injured, kind of been off and on. They added uh, Gallinari, who's, you know, he's hit and miss as well, always injured. But um, if they had Kevin Durant, that puts them head and shoulders above other teams. I think that matches them, personally. I think that matches them with, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks because uh, right now Giannis is just at the peak of his powers. Um, Kevin Durant is a little more um, uh, injury uh, riddled there, and he he's just he's missed a lot of time, right? So um, I think he would be good in Boston, but you know Boston easily forgets though that they they were talking to him and they're trying to get him to sign as a free agent when he was signed with Golden State, and he didn't want to go there. You know, he said he didn't want to go there. And then when uh, Golden State was trading Kevin Durant, he also didn't want to go to Boston. Like, he just didn't want to go to Boston at all. So then now, all of a sudden, Boston's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Um, but Jalen Brown, you know, he was he seemed upset about the trade rumors. He shouldn't be mad. You know, this happens. He was there for that Isaiah Thomas stuff where he played with a bad hip uh, during the playoffs. It said, oh, you're going to be fine. You're not going to injure it worse than you already are. And then it was actually worse, and he needed surgery. And it derailed his career by like four years. And now he's still not even with the team. He's not even in the league. You know, he's kind of bouncing around on like 10-day contracts with the Hornets, with the Nuggets. He was with the Lakers for a bit, the Pelicans, who else? The uh, the Cavaliers. Like, he's just been all over the place. And he was supposed to get a fat contract at the end of that season. He was, was going to get at least $150 million. Like, he was probably going to get the max from someone because he was a leading scorer in the league that year. He scored, He averaged, like, 30, 31 points a game. Um, I just I don't think they did right by uh, Isaiah Thomas. And so, I mean, Jalen Brown, you can't be – you can't uh, take it personal because that's the NBA. You – the players either demand a trade, you know, four years into – or four years left on a contract, two years into a contract. Like, they demand trade. So there's no loyalty on the player's side. There's definitely no loyal on loyalty on the owner's side and GM side. So, like – I mean that that's just it's just business at that point. Like if if any time you could trade Jalen Brown for someone like Kevin Durant, you you do that trade ten times out of ten. Unless you have to give up, you know, uh, two starters. You know, I I understand not wanting to give up Marcus Smart because you know you can't lose Jalen Brown and um, and Marcus Smart two starters to just replace to plug in Kevin Durant there, but. Um, I don't think that deal gets done unless there's a couple draft picks because you know Brooklyn has come out and said that they want uh, to run it back with KD and Kyrie Irving, but apparently Kyrie Irving, you know, he wants to finish this year with the Nets. He wants to prove himself with the Nets, but the Nets are willing to run it back with him another year, but uh, they want some changes from him. They they he needs to show up to every game and needs to have a better attitude about it. Um, but I think. I think it's weird. This is something that's not being talked about a lot because it was something that was leaked saying that Kevin Durant still wants to play with, Ke- uh, with Kyrie Irving. So wherever they go, you know, they have to go together as a, it's a pair. It's a package deal, which didn't make sense to me because I'm like, they're already there in Brooklyn. Like, why would they want to 
decimate another team's roster just to go, you know, win 35, 40 games on another team when they could already do that in Brooklyn with who they have in Brooklyn. And the, the team in Brooklyn is already set for them, you know, to be top five in the East easy, you know, if they're, if they're both healthy and they play the entire season. But I think, I think Kevin Durant is tired of uh, Kyrie Irving's stuff. He doesn't want to play with him anymore. He's had to defend him so many times uh, to the media and in public. He has to speak for another man's personal issues, which is never something that you want to do. Uh, because as soon as, well, Kyrie Irving had opted out, he had demanded a trade, and then there was news about, oh, KD, you know, he's he's going to assess the situation. What happens with Kyrie? Then Kyrie opts in to his contract to his uh, his player option. And then uh, KD immediately, like the day of or the day after, he's like, oh, hey, I need to get up out of here. I needed to get a trade out, and I want to go to uh, Phoenix. I want to go to uh, to Miami. And I was like, okay, well, th- that is a big, a lot of sense. If you guys wanted to play together and Kyrie just opted in, why would you want to, why would you demand a trade now? So to me, it seems like he want, he doesn't want to play with Kyrie Irving anymore. He's tired of the inconsistencies. And then because he listed uh, Golden State Warriors as his potential destinations, it means that he's looking across the country. He's missing uh, Steph Curry. He sees him win uh, finals MVP. And he's like, oh, man, I, I had it. You had it so good. You were there with, with Steph and Clay and Draymond. And, you know, you had issues with Steve Kerr. But Steve Kerr is a brilliant coach, man, whether you want to give him credit or not. Because now you're stuck with Steve Nash, who whose his decision-making, his fourth-quarter adjustments are just not there. You know, he'll, he'll have the same game plan in the fourth quarter that he has in the first quarter, which, you know, it's not good. You have to have some halftime adjustments, some adjustments on the fly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's, you know, he's missing his, his, his friends in Golden State. Um, but it doesn't look like Golden State is going to make a run for it. I think I think the, the Nets are going to hold on to Kevin Durant because it's such a, a, a massive deal that can't really be orchestrated. I don't think enough teams have... Uh, enough assets to try to trade for trade for Kevin Durant. So now it's kind of like they're both uh, both parties, like the, all the other teams, and then the Nets are kind of just holding out. Like uh, the Nets were calling people like, "Hey, what are you going to offer us?" And then other teams like, "Oh, we could do this. Like we're not going to give you that massive of a return that that you're expecting, like that big of a return because you know his injury history and you know." But he has four years left on his contract though, so three or four years so like you're trading for kevin durant not for just one year not it's not like a um a, a contract year it's for three to four years like that that opens a championship window immediately depending on uh who your other assets are oh well, we touched on a lot of different topics for this week's episode so i appreciate uh you taking the time to listen uh, but that's all we have for this week and uh, we'll be back next week as usual thank you take care